Hey everybody, welcome back to the Between Sets Podcast. You're listening to episode 6. We have, you might know him as Tyler Morrow, I know him as the second most attractive Tyler in healthcare. <laughs> and uh, I have known Tyler for a long time, known him pretty much my whole life. He was the first kid to ever beat me in scoring in hockey when I was younger. <laughs> in house league, it's not that impressive, but I'm still dwelling on it, but he's here now. It only took me, you know, 15 years to get over it, but we are here, and obviously we have Tim, he's, he's here as well. Hey guys. Yeah. Uh, so Tyler, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What, uh... Well, so, um, I guess, yeah, I grew up with you guys, basically, uh, yeah, I've known Tyler for ages playing grow up playing hockey uh tim probably met sometime some point in high school gym right? class, dude. probably gym class, gym class yeah. or something yeah. yeah i can totally see that yeah. uh yeah really involved in sports like my entire life big hockey player big lacrosse guy um what kind of like got me into kind of more healthcare and stuff like that was my injuries in sports um which kind of like led me to get more interest into the human body um, having shoulder injuries, like a lot of people know me as the guy who always dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do remember so, that. So always in a sling. Always, yeah. always in a yeah. sling all the time. So, uh, basically, like that got me more interested in the human body, how the body works. Uh, spending tons of hours in physio clinics, just trying to like rehab my shoulder, um, not really understanding what was going on, but try to gain a bigger understanding just for myself. Uh, that, what, that eventually led me to take a kinesiology degree uh, at the University of Waterloo, um, which I absolutely loved. Got exposed to a lot of different things. Uh, after that, just getting involved in the fitness industry, uh, working as a personal trainer, working uh, even in like different coaching roles, like kind of like lifestyle coaching um, at like a young adult rehabilitation center, um, and eventually getting more involved into the strength conditioning world. Um, and then most recently, I guess, I've been chiropractic school for the past year. I uh, just finished up. Been about two weeks now. That was your first year, right? Yeah, first yeah. year. Yeah, so first year down, and yeah, looking forward to it. Been exposed to a lot of different things. Uh, had a lot of different like adversity that I had to overcome uh, sure. throughout the year. Uh, so it's been like an insane battle, but like it's been awesome. Um, yeah, and just happy to be here, and yeah. glad you guys reached out and talked yeah. a little shop. Yeah, I think fun. people are sick of just listening to both of us, so it's nice to have <laughs> yeah. someone else talk. I'm first guest, right? Yeah, like, yeah you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the inaugural yeah. guest. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> History being made. What What made you go from being a kin student, or, uh, you know, kin grad, and working in the rehab field to chiropractor? That why, wasn't your why plan, chiropractor? right? Um... I remember in high school, remember like K-Pat's classes, yeah. uh, there was like a time where a chiropractor did come in and he kind of talked to us about like what it takes to be a chiropractor. I was like, wow, like that's pretty intense. Like, I don't know if I'm like capable of doing that. Yeah. So, but that's like kind of like when the idea kind of started of me becoming a chiropractor. Um, and then at University of Waterloo, uh, like very, uh, I guess the approach, low back research is just really big there. We have a really yeah. good like low back research program. Uh, for those involved, like in the health fitness industry, Stu McGill yeah. is a big name in low back rehab. Um, so just kind of getting exposed to that uh, and understanding a little bit more what a chiropractor does. Um, a lot of people still don't really know what a chiropractor does because there are a lot, a lot of different avenues, a lot of different ways to practice. Uh, but essentially, by being involved in the health and fitness industry after I graduated, I learned how chiropractors can practice 
in different ways, like uh, whether it's more rehab, uh, just having a little bit more, I don't even know, like the terms used. It, it, it's a hard question to answer because the difference between what a chiropractor does, what a physio does. Yeah. If you looked at the way I'm going to practice, it's going to be very similar to like what most physios do. Totally. Yeah. Right? Especially the ones that are taking that extra time to go further with their education. Um, but what really attracted me for chiropractic college was the base knowledge of the fundamentals. So like we have to take courses like histology, biochemistry, microbiology, pharmacology. And it's like, well, in the end, like we're not really doing that, but what you get to understand is what are you doing at a deeper level with what you're doing with your patients and clients? Yeah. Pharmacology is interesting because how many people do you know that are on Especially if someone comes in with you with back pain and what type of medication are they on? Are they on an opioid? Like how does that affect their body and how should that affect your treatment and kind of going that forward? That should be That's one. Really interesting. Yeah, that should be like mandatory for every healthcare professional, right? Just uh, to understand that. Because uh, I, I like that stuff from just a hobby perspective. For sure. You know what I mean? Just like a side interest. But yeah. And it's super useful because I have like at least 50% of my clientele is on medication for yeah, something some, some sort of something right? and they've right. been on it for a decade yeah, yeah right and, and they'll they, be on it for another decade it, yeah. and like you you kind of like read the like the list of chemicals that are in there and like they're not really sure what they are and you're not yeah. really sure what they are yeah. and then you're just like okay like you're kind of just guessing as yeah. like like say if you're like a personal trainer mm-hmm. you're like like i don't know what this is i don't really have the time to like look it up and yeah and see what it is but with school uh i'm going to take the course next year but it's going to be like just a deeper understanding scale like what could the side effects be like yeah. the, the general grouping of all the different types of medication whether it's for like depression pain yeah um like anxiety or like old like yeah. cholesterol right all, yeah. these, all these different things yeah um so yeah just kind of like it's just a bigger integration of the fundamentals which is like really what attracted me to it yeah. so so what you're saying is you just want to be a doctor that's what i that's what i've been here <laughs> yeah, you, want, yeah, you, want, yeah. you chose chiropractor so you could say doctor yeah Tom. i know yeah, yeah. Well, like i'll probably do that like the first couple of years after i graduate just yeah, like, like doctor <laughs> moral, but then after that i'll be like no 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 just yeah. like maybe just put the dc after the name yeah. and I'm yeah. good with that. Like, yeah. my name's still, just call me Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair, man. It, it's cool seeing a lot of chiropractors, like you were saying, you kind of, what is the difference between you and a physio? I mean, it depends on your practice, because every manual therapist can essentially practice the same. There's just a little, obviously, me being a massage therapist, I can't do uh, manipulations, like those those chiropractic thrusts, mm-hmm. uh, which is a grade five joint manipulation, from what I understand. Yep. And I can do up to grade four, which yep. I don't essentially with like it's the difference between like hearing a pop and maybe not hearing one or something exactly, yeah. so it's this little nuance that i don't it doesn't matter anyway for me because i don't really implement it much i'll do very low joint play like grade one and grade two just to get the joint moving in a, in a sort of a you know in a relatively pain-free manner or pain-free manner to recognize or to remind that person that they can be they can be in no pain or in significantly less pain yeah. um but i like the way so how were you what would you I think you'll probably implement a lot of your strength and conditioning and kinesiology, like education into your practice. I think. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you hope your practice is going to look like in the future? Uh, like, yeah, I want to be involved in like like a rehab center, uh, probably like with a sports clinic. Like that, that's like ideal for me. Um, just being involved in athletics. Like for me, if I'm not involved in hockey, like my I just no, notice my quality of life just like drops. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, oh, yeah. like I like ho- hockey is yeah, just like yeah. the number one thing in my life. Like I've had yeah. like maybe like one or two years, like where I'm just like, either I'm not like refing hockey. I'm not playing hockey. Yeah. I'm not involved in the sports. Even somehow. just like treating the athletes, you'd be like, okay, I'm around oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah, like as long as you're like interacting with those athletes, like even like I was at West, uh, working at a, at a gym that works with like a lot of athletes and just like getting that vibe 
vibe off of them, yeah. spending a little like a little yeah. bit of time at the rink. Yeah. Uh, but just like being involved in the sport is yeah. like I, I need some of that. That's cool. So I like I know like everyone always like they say like they want to work with athletes, work with athletes and stuff yeah. like that. But um, for me, like I want to work in a in a setting that allows like athletes to come in, but then you're also working with general population, right? Yeah. So ideally, like. And, and like say a 30, 30, 30 minute appointment, uh, definitely like focusing on exercising, uh, like doing different movements, obviously doing like using manual skills. If someone's a good candidate for an adjustment, of course, yeah, I'm going to apply that adjustment, but, yeah. um, I like, I'm not going to be one of those chiropractors that's gonna, just going to like grip and rip. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we call it, we like call the, it the ring dinger thing. Yeah, those, those, you know, <laughs> ring dinger, yeah I, know the, I know the ring dinger. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. hurts my soul. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's also like the flying seven. So it's like you come oh, in, you get, you get like the seven adjustments, um, quick crack, make you feel good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's definitely not going to be the practice, like the way I'm going to practice um, over like the next like two or three years, I guess, like it's up to me to kind of establish like, all right, like what's going to be my system. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like you assess an athlete, say they have uh pain here and the lack of range of motion here it's like all right so what are the tools that i can use yeah. to gain that range of motion and allow this athlete to move pain free right in, in the end like even the term athlete like in, like an athlete someone who has a goal like yeah like, in the sure, end, totally. like, like, yeah. like a goal with yeah. something they want to accomplish like physically yeah sure. like, like that's the way i look at it right yeah. so like whether it's like an eight-year-old who just like wants to go out and like walk her dog or like yeah. go get the mail and like yeah. she wants to be pain free when she yeah. moves then yeah rock it's true right like yeah. like I don't know, the, the vast majority of their, uh, like, management isn't going to look that different. No. Right? No. There's going to be aspects that are definitely different, 100%, right? Like, yeah. peaking for a power lift to a different, look different than someone who's just a hobby lifter. Yeah. But the actual, like, the the meat and potatoes of that training would be the same. Exactly. They're trying right. to get stronger. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to improve quality of life. And yeah. And, like, like, strength's, like, a tool that you can use to do that. Yeah. Um, through, like, different movement patterns, through, like, like, like the right program and the right yeah. approach, right? So, yeah. uh, just, like, managing people's, I guess, people's approach to how they want to move and, like, the goals that they want to accomplish. Yeah. I just kind of want to be that guidance. You know what's interesting? The, uh, like, when you were saying... Well, you both touched on the difference, uh, like the difference between physio and Cairo, and it's like, it's it, it can kind of blend. There's some overlap there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on, I guess, where you go to school and then where you decide to go after, and yeah. you know, con ed stuff afterwards. Yeah. Do you think with social media and the internet now, uh, so informal stuff that you can learn on the internet as well as formal con ed stuff, do you think that's created like blurred lines, like which is a good thing, where it's like now you can take you see these hybrid chiros and you see these maybe massage therapists training people. You know what I mean? You yeah. see them starting to blend lines and then they can, I guess they have more arms to be able to help people. Well, for sure. I think it's the best thing because I think it just, yeah, I think of, it's good. I think it kind of brought it down to this like level of you're still treating a person in front of you. You're treating their pain and you know, their relative dysfunction, whatever they don't find is functioning well. Mm-hmm. And, you can approach it the same way as any other manual therapist could. There's just, again, like those tiny little niches that like physios are going to use IFC because they're you know trained to do that more. And that's kind of their bread and butter. For sure. You don't necessarily have to do that. And you'll see, you get the confidence from seeing other people, you know, seeing chiropractors I see online, I can't see them doing adjustments. Like they don't really preach adjustments There's at all. There's some that do yeah. zero. And they just do not. They don't yet. do any conventional chiro. Yeah. And it's like, but they went to chiro school and it says DC after their name. Yeah. So it's the like same with physios being like, yeah, I basically just train people. Yeah. 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 You know. So it's like yeah, what sure. to expect. I think if, 
not to you know with a different knowledge base. They train people, but with a different knowledge base. Like different I don't have that knowledge base for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the best thing you can do, Tyrus, is cultivate. You were saying you know for two or three years, you think you're going to have to kind of develop this. You know, develop your practice up. Mm-hmm. Start immediately what you want to do right away because that will give you the reputation as that person rather than, you know, myself switching in the past year from getting on the table and doing the you know biomedical stuff to being like, oh, no, I kind of need you moving and we'll do some like weights if, you know, depending on the person, of course, and depending on their goal. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot better. Right. But now it's harder to convince, you know, not try to convince my my already patients, my patient base now. To try to be like, listen, this is probably going to help you because this is, might be the thing that we've been missing. Yeah, yeah. You've seen me for whatever, however much time, months, years, whatever. Um, so I think cultivating that right away will just establish that reputation of you're going to come see me. Uh, I'm going to treat you as an individual. And I liked your thing of I've never actually thought of it like that where you said an athlete is kind of anyone with a physical goal mm-hmm. rather than like you don't have to play a sport. It's anything. Anything athletic is moving like anything past you know laying on the couch is you're an athlete of some kind mm-hmm. you're walking your dog you call yourself a professional dog walker man. <laughs> yeah. it'd be awesome you know yeah. um, you'd be like gonna be like I treat a professional dog walker yeah. <laughs> that'd be the goal like yeah. all the dogs yeah. in my clinic you know it's like a dog friendly yeah. clinic and yeah. like maybe that's what my niche will be like long term you never know right like, yeah, have you yeah you're like dogs. you're uh, you work on like professional yoga instructors <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go not so bad <laughs> how happy would you be if your clinic was just overrun with dogs at all times oh my gosh <laughs> Like, I would, oh. we need, yeah, right? We need like, more dogs here, man. Yeah. That makes you sad. Yeah, that's what you got to get, Tim. You got to get a dog hanging out yeah. and then uh, get, like, get your clients to bring in their dogs. Yeah, and, right? You know, they already have, yeah, they have yoga with dogs, right? They just need training. Yoga with dogs. dogs. Oh, there's, so there's a, apparently there's a chiropractor up in like Midland or something like that. They do chiropractic, or no, sorry, they do yoga with goats. Yes. I've, I've seen, seen that. that. Yeah. 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 Yoga, yoga with goats. Yeah. It's like, Which is weird. It's like, what is the attraction of goats? I always thought people like, didn't like goats. I there's a big were... thing with goats right now. Like, is it? Yeah. yeah like, they sound weird. They're kind of vicious, aren't they? They can kind of get annoyed at you. I think you. they beat each other up, though. Have you ever seen them? And like, they smell. Heads? They smell like goats. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't sound like the best thing ever. Like, hopefully you do it outside, at least, yeah. so it's, you know, more open air. Like, yeah, pretty yeah. soon they're going to be like Yoga with Komodo Dragons. Like, they're just trying to get <laughs> as weird as possible. Oh, God. Yoga with pythons. Otago's oh, going to be adjusting people with the python. He's going to, like... Yo, the ring dinger, he's going to put a snake around him. I call this the like, anacron. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get every oh, vertebrae in the body. And yeah. 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 <laughs> just yeah. whack it into the snake. Like, uh, Create those cavitations. Yeah. You, haven't even, you haven't even started with your practice, and we're yeah. already, we're already bom- we're diving into Blast the ground, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Tyler's like, I, want, I need to create my system. Hey, how <laughs> Here's some good advice. You ever thought about snakes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a terrible idea. Uh, uh, kind of going back to, you know, I because I'm impressed that you guys do so much in chiropractic college like the pharmacology and and yeah. the microbiology and, and that sort of stuff yeah i didn't know you guys did all that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i had no idea yeah we get we get deep into it and yeah. obviously like it's hard it, sometimes you look at it you're like okay like what like, are you going to uh, use like, like, like where are you going to use this but like there definitely are times like when you're when you're like doing research and stuff like that and some of the chiros that like kind of like that I look up to, they're implementing that fundamental knowledge and into what they do to understand like, okay, like what am I actually doing? Like when I'm doing soft tissue, like what is my goal? Like what am I trying to accomplish? Like when you're, when you're doing like doing an adjustments, okay. Like what does that cavitation do? Like there's a ton of theories out there of like what a cavitation does. Like obviously like chiropractors, like you hear the term subluxation and stuff like that. And like, that's like the old school term. Uh, but like, 
it's just like okay, like what what are we actually doing? Yeah. Like, what's like, the best? Well, what's the best theory that you guys have right now? Because my <laughs> mine might be different from yours. Yeah, for me, like mechanotransduction is probably the big, biggest thing. So stimulating mechanoreceptors okay. uh, to kind of create like that neurological response, right? So say if you're if you're assessing an individual, and you, like you, you're like okay, like there, there's a little bit of lack of mobility here, pain's happening over here. I'll adjust this area. See if we can gain a little bit more emotion and see see if it alleviates any pain, right? Um, there's like some other things that are, are kind of considered uh, in terms of like what's happening in the joint, but like that's it's really hard to well, study. What is it not? <laughs> can you tell us? Can you tell everyone like what it's not? Like what an adjustment isn't? What an adjustment isn't? Well, what, like what do you think people's expectations of it and like what it's doing? And what do you like? What's the biggest um, misconception? Biggest misconception of like an adjustment? Yeah, that's a that's like a loaded question. Um, well, like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, you know, some people go, it's out of place, and you're going to put it back into place. Yeah, no, no, that's not. Yeah, that's probably the yeah. big. That's yeah. probably that's one of the biggest thing. ones yeah, I've yeah. heard, right? Yeah, or or I guess like the alignment, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, you're like, out of alignment. Yeah, you'll, you'll like, go to, you go to some chiropractors and they do like a thermograph and be like, all right, like these. Uh, is that the one that they roll up and down? Yeah, they roll up and down. Yeah, you can see the, the yeah, thermometer. See, yeah, yeah, over. yeah, it's like it's yeah. essentially like EMG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like and then it's color coded, yeah. pull in certain cheap, ways. Cheap version of EMG, yeah. which is like, and it's you're just okay. essentially like assessing spinal rector like yeah. right. activity, kind of, and like yeah. you're just like I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're definitely not taking a bone and putting it back into place. Okay, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's what me most people do here. My back is no, your your back's. Likely totally fine. It's just <laughs> just a matter of like how you're moving and the stresses that you're putting on it every day that uh, are probably like more influenced. Sounds like an issue with load management. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Does. So what, what you're so I'm just trying to like uh, streamline this back in. What you're saying that the best theory that we have now on adjustment is so mechanoreceptors and for you those of you that don't understand what that is, it's. The mechanical tension, so if I grab onto Tyler's arm and squeeze it, mechanoreceptors tell the brain that there's a stimulus there. It tells how much pressure it is. So the more and more I squeeze, the more and more um, reception to the brain that there is, right? So Mm -hmm. what you're saying is these mechanoreceptors could be giving a lot of signal to the brain in Mm -hmm. a certain area. So you can do an adjustment to change the way those mechanoreceptors are, are talking to the brain. That's, yeah. that's kind of put very simply, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, which is perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. kind of a yeah, good good way of looking at it for sure and explaining right. it, yeah. That's amazing. Can you talk about... Ooh, is that actually, a lot of what... Sorry, is that a lot of what uh, is going on when they talk about, like, movement-induced analgesia? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of like what what what's kind of going on. Yeah. Like so, movement induced analgesia because they like, don't really know what's happening there, right? They just no, know no, that, like not a hundred percent, but like in terms of like not to get like too technical, but if you're looking at like the muscle spindles or like the the Golgi tendon organs like that yeah. are hanging out, like those yeah. are like your the big major mechanoreceptors that are in your muscles. Yeah. yeah, and if you're you're putting a stimulus on those, so like um, say say someone hasn't completed a range of motion or like like they haven't done like a lunge in like a little while, and, yeah. Like, but they're they're feeling like a little bit of pain with that lunge. But if you get someone just like kind of like to move through it and, and like without load and just kind of think about that movement you can induce that that, right. that analgesia i don't even don't even know if i'm saying that right but yeah, so, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. yeah but it, it it's to redo re- i guess decrease that neural input that something's that something's at risk of yeah being injured or something right. like that, right? pain's a warning signal of course yeah it's I almost mean, like re- part times, of it right? like that's where part of the speculation probably makes sense that you could you, you could estimate that like the confidence there is like an app part of what's contributing to the, maybe the pain decreasing when it does, right. Is your body being like, 
I'm all good. Yeah, yeah. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, like part oh, of it's right. that. It's like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Right? Like your brain allowing you to be like, okay, like I can do this. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, this safe. Totally, yeah. It's a safe movement. It's a safe movement. Yeah. And it's like when you when you see someone you're teaching them to squat for the first time, they they can barely get down to a chair. It's like, yeah. well, why don't you just like think about like sitting in a chair? Yeah, like like, yeah. like just sit in a chair. Just like start with your hips. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. Like that's which is funny, right? Because yeah. that same person you might you might put on the bed and like pull their knee right up yeah. like, oh so you could sit down yeah. if you wanted yeah. but what's stopping you yeah, yeah right? like you, like yeah or, or like <laughs> i know there's some people like I've, I've like in upper years and chiropractic and stuff they'll be like well i can make you do this range of motion why can't you do it right oh, so it's like <laughs> it's like it's like i wouldn't say that <laughs> yeah. to a client or yeah. per yeah. se yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. like all right like what can we do to allow you to create this movement, well that's why right? they're there they don't know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's silly. yeah. It's like, that would be ridiculous right <laughs> Well, it's like if you want to get better at squatting, you squat more. Is that so. like rom shaming? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What like the difference between like passive and active range of motion? So yeah. passive is like someone doing it for you, and active is you doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. They think there's a lot of factors that go into it where you're they're afraid, they've not never done it before. Maybe their nervous system is not ready for an active, you know, this active stretching or contraction of whatever muscles are activating when you go down to squat let's say if we're going to use that example but mm-hmm. um, i think to i think what i the, this is what i was thinking about adjustments as well when you're talking about these mechanoreceptor things i think it's a good use for if you use that and then that can actually stimulate this like analgesic effect so movement doesn't hurt as much because mm-hmm. some people do have this like movement avoidance and tim and i talk about all the time you're you're afraid of doing a certain range of motion I think a, an adjustment can make you feel better. And let's say, again, the mechanoreceptors are less active in that area, mm-hmm. stimulating this less uh, emotional response that we have as pain. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a useful tool to adjust someone and then be like, okay, now can we do it? Right? Exactly. So I don't think uh, you obviously didn't put something back in place and now you can do it. It's that, okay, the mechanoreceptors are less on guard, there's less warning signal. Um, can you talk about other. So I kind of want to get into the BPS approach the biopsychosocial model Mm -hmm. and what you can do is you can riff off like what your guys are learning in school and kind of, if you learn it or what kind of things you're learning in school that maybe you don't believe in or things that you would change about it. Yeah. So we definitely learned the, the BPS model, uh, like, so the biopsychosocial model, uh, we definitely focus a lot more on the biological, uh, side of it. Right. Uh, so in our, in our courses, like some courses will like introduce it. So we have like orthopedic courses and different, uh, we have like rehab courses and stuff. So we, we will get taught it. Um, but our, our main thing is like, we, we get a taught adjustment, 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 adjustment. Um, and we do talk like a little bit about different, like stress that might be in, in someone's life. Um, one thing that they like, I think would be really cool. Uh, I think I remember you mentioning, um, you were on the board for like the massage therapy, uh, and talking about like how, how, how can you change the program? And like, and you were talking about integrating like the psychology students and like the nursing students, different stuff like that. Um, for us, like, I know we, we do have a psychology course, like in third year. So like, I'm still a little bit ways away from that, but it's like, from what I've heard, it doesn't, it doesn't integrate it. It's like when you're actually like working with a patient, like they have like their real life issues. It's like, okay, like how can you kind of influence that as a chiropractor? Right. Cause obviously like with our, within our scope of practice, like our, our idea is to focus on the biological side, sure. but it's like, right. How can we focus on like the psychology side and like have that little bit of influence when you're talking to someone. Right. 
it's like, how can you better understand that these, like these stresses that people are having with in their life, like whether it's like depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, all these different things. It's like, all right, like what can I do to help kind of improve that so that you're moving better physically? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, like there's like lots of different sayings. Like I've heard like change your mind, like, or like change your mind, change your body, like change, change the way you think. And then you'll be able to, and your body will follow that. Uh, but I've also heard the other way, right? It's like kind of like change, change your body and like your, your mind will follow as well. So it's like for, and I'm sure it's like different for whatever patient or client you have in front of you, but it's like, okay, like we should, I feel like we should be talking about different strategies about how we can implement that. Because, like, from what I've heard uh, from students, like, so uh, our first three years, essentially, are uh, getting us ready for clinic. Right. So we're learning all the fundamental knowledge, like, learning how to do different assessments, all these different things. And then fourth year, it's a full year of clinical internship. So, and I... From what I've heard, uh, a lot of people don't feel prepared, like when they go in, right? Oh yeah. So like when they're like, when they're, yeah, when they're interacting with patients and stuff like that. Well, it's okay. like, well, like we spent all this time like practicing like adjustments and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, like when do you apply an adjustment? Like, yeah. Like when's the actual like time? so much theory without right? being between? Yeah, and it's like there are the people that are taking that extra time and like like trying to learn that knowledge and like talking to upper years, talking to other chiros who have been practicing for twenty years. Yeah. So it's like. It, it, it's taking like that whole big model and it's just like understanding it a little bit more and how we can actually implement it. Cause we like, we talk about it, but we don't get talk Like we're not really taught how to implement it. Yeah. Per se. Right. It's cause you're, cause you guys are doing like adjustment stuff on each other. Like yeah, you guys are, yeah. don't work on the gen, general population. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, you're treating a person that is in school with you and they know all the things that you know. So I get that. It, I'm a little bit shocked, but I'm, I'm not too surprised because I went through the same stuff where mm-hmm. you didn't feel super, super prepared because you're like, well, some people don't need an hour in assessment and we did hour assessments in school. Mm-hmm. So trying to go, oh, that person doesn't really need that. How do I approach, you know, how do I talk them through what I'm doing? Because they have, you have to treat everyone like they have zero idea what you're talking about. And that's what, instead of, you know, doing it to a, a classmate that knows a hundred, you know, relatively a hundred percent of what you know as well for sure so it's a little bit strange yeah definitely definitely so you're thinking you want some sort of you want to be able to apply that maybe you have some like people in that you don't know some sort of like class that you guys would have to integrate that you know the psychosocial approach into it yeah. so rather than you know learning the stressors that's cool how to you know maybe interview skills or something yeah Kinda and like ready. like we we have I, we, we, we do have some courses that are like that, but again, it's just like with peer to peer to peer. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it is difficult to make those changes and it, but like our school is definitely trending in the right direction nice. uh, for like how they're trying to educate us and like, like get us to think that way. Like we even do like grand rounds, which is where we, we, we watch, uh, essentially a practicing chiropractor do an assessment uh, on like an individual. Right. So it'll be like, they'll do like, they'll take a history, they'll do a physical examination and then come up with like a diagnosis okay. or like a, at least like a DDX list. Right. So, uh, like differentials. So, uh, one of the, one of the brand rounds that we had was on some, someone that was like suffering from like very debilitating depression Oh yeah. Um, and who had been suffering for like a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about it, uh, like a little bit and we, we, kind of saw like how how would you do a history with someone like that right like what what points do you kind of like want to hit on because, like what matters yeah right right like, yeah like what matters so yeah. like uh, a lot a lot of like what what he focused on like the uh the patient came in said they had a lot of issues with sleep 
Yeah. Right. So he, he asked like a ton of questions about sleep and like really kind of harped on that. Like the chiropractor, he, he, he did a great job and he was just like trying to get a point across. Like when you have someone that's like that, it's going to take like a long time to like really kind of build that rapport, build that trust yeah. and then kind of like go down the road be like, okay, like what's like the overall bigger picture that's influencing your life and creating say like say, say this neck pain right. uh, that, that this, uh, this person is dealing with. Do you think that's what, uh, like, that's an example of what's missing when you're going from third year into the fourth year clinical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what like, it is, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like, okay, sure. I, I think I have the info, but, like, how am I applying this in real time? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So, but, but again, it's like, there's going to be some people who are going to, like, go out there and try to understand it at a deeper level. Yeah. And, like, that, that's what my goal is, is, is to, like, like, really expose myself to as much as possible, right? Yeah. Like, even, like, while I'm in school, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, work in a gym and uh, I'm working, like, a little bit this summer to just, yeah. like, still build those, like, personable skills, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's it's so valuable, the skills that you have to, like, work with people one-on-one yeah. and, and be able to kind of conduct those assessments and yeah. and recognize patterns as you go right yeah so it's taking like that fundamental knowledge and then applying it immediately yeah well it's amazing how much that is like the uh like a branch off from the psychosocial is the uh the personable skills mm-hmm. as a practitioner yeah. like uh i have a, a physio he, i think he's like semi-retired now so he doesn't work that much but he works in fergus mm-hmm. and i always really really liked him even though he had some ideas that I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. But he was, he would be like super honest about it. And he was always very, uh, like, I guess tough to like specifically describe, but you'll know what I mean. Where it's just like someone who like, he, I felt like he cared. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh he actually 100%. like, he gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, and like even one time I came in and uh, now I wouldn't have gone in for this, but I went in for something to do with my hip. And I show up and he goes, why are you here? <laughs> and I was like... Like he said it like that? Why no, he didn't really oh, say it like okay. that. Yeah. But it was essentially Wait, like... He, he, what, he pre, what he did tell me was, you don't need to be here. Like, just go. Yeah. You're all good. Yeah. You're going to be fine. And I was like, nice. all right. And I was probably just worried. Right? Sure. And I think that's a lot of people in the system, right? It's 100%. like they're just worried. Yeah. They just need reassurance. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I think that's just what I needed. Yeah. Now I would handle that different because of what I've, how I've learned to handle that myself. Hashtag self-efficacy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, right. I was like that just his own, uh, he was applying some, you know, a, a bunch of different, I've been, I went there like a few times. I forget what I, oh, it was when I had some type of like quad tendinopathy just above my patella there after like yeah. running. And it wouldn't go away. It was, like, one of the weirdest uh, injuries I've had. And it was, like, six months of getting out of bed and getting out of the car that was uncomfortable. And I was, like, sweet quarter squad gang for (laughs) the rest of my life, I guess. And it was just, like, it felt like, is this ever going to go away? Like, any tendinopathy, right? It's just, like, it just feels like it stays forever, I guess. Yeah. That was my first experience with that, really. And he he was very forthright with, like, uh, he expressed that he cared. So immediately I'm like bought in. Yeah. And then he's like, he also expressed that he cared about my hobbies, which was lifting weights. He's like, cool, that's awesome. And then he also expressed that he didn't know if some of the treatment methods were going to work. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah. To be honest. And some other patients might want like an absolute, like this is going to work. Right. Yeah. But like for me, I was like, I prefer you just be honest with me. And he was just like, yeah, let's try this dry needle and thing out. I was like, all right. So we tried it out. Right. And he was, he was honestly like, I don't know if this is going to work. And to be honest, uh, 
doesn't work on everybody. Mm-hmm. And the evidence sure. is a little shifty. Because it's less, you know? it's less daunting to tell someone this might work. Because if you tell someone like this is going to work and you're 100% and it doesn't, what do you think that person thinks now? Exactly. Oh, I'm broken. There's nothing. This is not going to help me. So sure. you almost need to realize what you do and don't know. But then exactly. there's the argument that increasing buy-in through placebo, yeah. right, would be stronger if he, with absolutes. For like sure. absolutes is better for treatment outcomes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just say we're going to make you better. Like so, you could argue... Like, I'm just like, we're going to make you better. Yeah. It's the That's whole it. thing of like the ethics behind it, right? Like for if sure. you're lying or if you're harnessing placebo in an ethical way, right? Because yeah. he was being honest with me, but for... If, he, if we wanted the best treatment outcome, he should have lied. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, because uh, plac- I mean, placebo, placebo would have been... Much higher. Well, what was the result? Like, is he, if like, I believe like, him, yeah. I guess. I guess it still matters if I believe, right? If yeah. I don't believe, then it doesn't matter. Did, like, you, so you, you got like dry needling, yeah. dry needling for it. Yeah. And how? Like, what were the results? Like, did you did it feel better? I like, I healed, but I healed like at probably around the rate that I would heal anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah. whether or not. So you I, that, I can't yeah. ascribe it to the yeah to the yeah, uh, yeah. to the dry needling or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, and, like that that's where it gets tricky too, right? Because there is research out there where it's like. Uh, like like say say some people like you got two two different groups like one cohort is receiving chiropractic adjustment yeah uh, say like they're they're getting chiropractic adjustment like one time a week or well, yeah one time a week for x x, x amount of time yeah but then the other person is just kind of coming and talking to a chiropractor right yeah. like like and they they, yeah. like, they they know like the other like they're not they they know they're a part of a study and they know that they're like kind of doing something about like say like their neck pain yeah uh, but like they also get better as well and like right. there's not a difference between the chiropractic adjustment versus um, like the people that do not receive the chiropractic right. adjustment, right? They're like so. It's almost like the act of someone go like reaching out and seeking care. They're going to notice improvements in their because they're life. expecting improvements to happen anyway. Exactly right. right? Totally. So yeah. so yeah, and, and it is about like being able to like understand someone yeah. and like that 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 falls into the BPS model again, right? Like yeah. like understand someone, like understand like what they're doing, like. Like through that social model, like what their work life like, what what's their own personal life like, mm-hmm. and trying to like put yourself in their shoes, and then also like psychologically, it's like okay, like where's this person at? Like how much is the pain like influencing their life? Like how much is like like are they like really like debilitated by mm-hmm. it, or are they like still able to kind of do everyday life? Mm-hmm. And it's like using that clinical reasoning to try to figure that out and troubleshoot mm-hmm. it. Yeah, uh, and you'll you'll eventually like the more experience you have, you'll notice those patterns over time. And it's it's just that clinical expertise that you yeah. eventually build and build and build and build and build yeah. and learn how to interact with different individuals, right? Right. Because yeah. like some, someone that's coming in with like some like tendinopathy knee pain, he's not going to talk to you the same way. Probably he's going to talk to like a forty year old like mother of like yeah. three, right? Sure, so yeah. Yeah. you know that like can't like even go out and like play with their kids, yeah, because like yeah, their yeah. knee pain is so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about using those different strategies and yeah. trying to like using your own clinical expertise and figuring sure. that out. So. With the, I was just, I just had a thought though, with going back to like the, the placebo effect that that has, the, depending on what the practitioner actually says about what they're doing, what, think about when, I just had this, right? Cause we all do this, I think, right? Where, uh, a client or a patient will come in and something happens where they either feel pain or discomfort and you say you're fine. I yeah. say that a lot. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. Like every now, yeah. I don't know if they're fine, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right? The, the, yeah, they'll be the, like the but odd that's, time. But that helps me mm-hmm. saying that. Like, I stand by that 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 uh, decision to do that. 
For sure. Even though I don't know for sure that they're fine. You know what I mean? That's an yeah. interesting, like, conversation. Because it's like, is that is that, like, responsible, right? And, like, I would argue it is. But it's still interesting because I'm just making a, a guess here that for me, which is different than you guys, potentially more uh, dangerous. Just being, I have to be careful with obviously pain and as being a trainer, right? For sure, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. And like, like I think that's uh, again, like with the fundamental knowledge, like we do, we do have like a bigger understanding of like red flags, re- recognizing like red flags, yeah, right? Yeah, so absolutely. like, so yeah. like again, like figuring out patterns because like, okay, like this person like say they're having like the night sweats night pain yeah um and it's it's constant it's not going away yeah it's like, all right like is it a tumor like okay. right like, like yeah so right. it's about building those skills yeah. like yeah. like trying to tease to, that out. yeah yeah to, to and it's all i guess it's that. you know it's always an estimation you're always sure. making an educated guess based exactly. on what you know right like, exactly yeah. right so it, like like there's general rules that like we, we do have to follow and you have to be yeah. thorough um and, and you will catch that the odd time yeah um and we, we learn those skills and like I'll, like i probably will come across that mm-hmm. um so yeah you definitely have to be aware and stuff but like 99 percent of the cases like someone's gonna yeah. be fine yeah <laughs> like, right that's yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah there's uh, very few people that i would come in and be like if you walked into my clinic and you sat down and you're not like wincing at stuff really and you're like i'm in pain i'm like you're going to be fine. Because, yeah. like, you know, not right away, but, like, pretty much right away. Because they walked into the clinic. They're good. They, like, smiled. And they were happy. Like, yeah, they could be in a lot of pain. But, you know, these people that come in and they their back really, really hurts. But they walked in. Again, I don't see the wince at all. They mm-hmm. don't grimace. Like, their face doesn't hurt. They sit down. They're just, like, they're just leaned. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to be fine. Uh, it's actually super powerful. I have patients cry all the time. Just by me going. That's crazy. Hey. No, you're going to be okay. Because they were told something mm-hmm. that sounds very daunting, that they have arthritis in their spine. Sounds super scary. <gasps> right? Or they, they have like the a two millimeter, <laughs> or like degeneration, or yeah. a degenerative disc disease, yeah. which is not you a disease, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, if, I'm like, it's fine. So I'll tell them like, you can have it and be asymptomatic, right? Just because you have symptoms doesn't mean it's a bad thing necessarily, right? Yeah. And then I have a lot of people that come in and this is just like, I think this is semantics sometimes when someone comes in and I go, I have sciatica. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull that right over That's my head. Yeah. 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 I was just, just talking just, about that. Just thinking day. that example. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I'll, and I'll go, the, the, the specific definition is that there's a pinch on your sciatic nerve and you can't feel your leg, sensory and or motor, mostly both. You yeah. can't really feel your feet. Your feet really hurt. They're swollen. Like, you, you're dragging your leg. You're probably not walking. Yeah. What is Someone's that? That everyone thinks that, like, pain in their leg is sciatica. Well, their grandma said it, and the doctor like every, probably said if you have sciatica. Yeah. Everyone does that, right? Yeah. They're like, my right buttocks hurts. Yeah. I yeah. think I have sciatica. And I'm like, well, then I tell people, I'm like, no, you just got a little bit of irritation. Like, I'll just go, uh, your muscles are unhappy. I'll say these words that are very, like... It just it's very like oh very temporary. When yeah. I say like your muscles are just unhappy and I'll make them happier, they're like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's just I don't have to yeah. explain what's going on, I just explain what's not going on. I'm like, listen, trust me, if you had sciatica, you wouldn't really be walking in here. Yeah, exactly. And then they're less severe. worried and their guards down. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. feel amazing because the thought is it's gonna be there forever and it's super scary that this like damage is like it's there, you can't get past it. And I'm like no, it's a, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I have has a symptom that you can take away like relatively yeah. easily too, right? Like yeah. it's 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 just like all right, you have like left buttock pain. And it's like is it, is it like how far is it radiating out of your leg, right? Like how yeah. far is it going? And you kind of make that judgment from there, right? If it's not going down very far, then it's probably nothing too serious. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like that's a good thing to tease out. It's different for me than it would be for you. Yeah. Uh, because you'll do like adjustments and stuff like that, but it's uh, it's amazing just to tell people, now oh, you're gonna be okay. It's that reassurance, eh? 
Yeah. yeah. It's so powerful. You know what's interesting? I just had a situation uh, with a client who uh, got out of position at the bottom of a squat, and their back started hurting, which doesn't happen very often. Right. And um, I can't remember if we did a set or two afterwards, but I talked to them and was like, how do you feel? And they're like, kind of hurt. I want to try keep moving? Yeah. Okay, cool. So nice. we kept moving. And then uh, trying not to focus on it too much, but being like, just checking in, being like, how are things feeling? And they're like, not good. I'm like, okay. We had some core stuff, so I'm like, skip the squats. Let's get, let's get moving. Let's get, let's get this right. torso moving. <clears throat> See if we can get some direct movement induced analgesia, right? There you go. Love and it. then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, that didn't help. They were like, yeah, this is uncomfortable. I'm like, do you want to stop? And they're like, no, I'll try another set. Of the core stuff, right? They're yeah. like, okay, so they keep moving. And then uh, we had the uh, the row machine to finish up. So I'm like, do you want to just try the row machine and just, like, see what happens there? Like, that's super, like, low intensity, right? You can, same idea, you can get things moving, actually directly move the back if you want. You're, like, you're essentially squatting in the row machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right? And yeah. they can, they can, I wasn't going to coach them through it and be like, keep your posture perfect. I was just going to be like, if they feel like bending it, go for it. Like, get things moving. Yeah. Go for it, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And so they just start rowing and they're like oh this is really uncomfortable sweet let's call the session then you're done so then we just ended early yeah. um i got uh they didn't let me know but their uh, mom let me know that he was given a cane and muscle relaxers by his doctor oh a cane yeah so i have like, to talk to him today after the session yeah or? well i don't even know when he went because he didn't he didn't talk to me about it yet so i have to talk to him today be like, what's going on, man? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, so I'm going to talk to him today and see if I can give him some reassurance and be like, what did the doctor say? Get like some communication there and see what happened there. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah. Um, I have my speculation of what should and shouldn't have been recommended there. But yeah. uh, and then I and then I talked to the mom and explained, gave her kind of a rundown of like, okay, you as his mom, here's how you can help him because. And I told her, I know that your initial reaction is going to be, how's my baby boy? Let's go to the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, be very motherly, which is, like, natural, understandable, and commendable. Like, that's, you want that. Yeah. However, there's a level where that could potentially create a more negative outcome, right? If you're like, sit down, are you okay? Constantly asking him how his pain is, telling him, like, don't move, all that. So I was explaining, like, just as long as you're aware of this, make sure he's okay, but also remember that reassurance and letting him know that, like, he's probably going to be fine is, like, key here. Yeah. So, and get him moving, right? So telling him, like, are you okay? You should grab your cane is not a good idea most of the time probably. You know what I mean? Like, telling yeah. him, you know what I mean? We want to get him moving. Like he's going to be fine. It could so, be his first yeah. bout with back pain. This, like, so really That's what I'm saying, too, is the future is yeah. affected by how you manage this now. Yeah. This isn't just now. This is, like, how he's programmed now to manage pain in the future. Yeah. For sure. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, it start, started... And she was very receptive to it. That's what yeah. I was wondering is, like, how is she going to take this? Because I tried to lay it on in a way that's, like, you're going to want to do mother stuff, and that's good. Yeah. But just be aware that if you go too far with the mother stuff, that can actually have a that helicopter parenting... St- type of thing for sure uh which is like you know the intention there is just pure love but it can potentially have like negative yeah outcomes, yeah and that's know? like uh even working with young athletes that's like where it does get difficult yeah uh 
trying to manage like certain injuries and stuff like that that yeah. I've kind of noticed because the parents get so involved and they're mm-hmm. taking them they're taking them this physio and they're taking them this chiro and they're mm-hmm. taking them they have this massage therapist yeah. this like right. young athletes going yes. for it because it's their prodigy that yes. they're like working with like, <laughs> trying to probably live vicariously wow, through that, that individual totally, right? totally. Yeah. so yeah it is yeah. It, that's it, a different it, struggle yeah. yeah so it's about that communication with that parent and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that like even yesterday like I, I trained the, I tra- I've been training these soccer teams uh, like from since January and uh, there's uh, one of the players. He's he's always like he's like I can't do that because of my my knees. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, does it hurt? He's like, well, it hurts. Like, he's like, I do a f- couple of reps and then it starts to hurt. It's like, okay, well, it's definitely like a load management issue because you're yeah. playing soccer, so you're yeah. running all the time. Yeah, like and you're like you play other sports like while you're at school yeah. and like you play basketball like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll like I'll get him to like raise his heels like like say like on a couple like five pound plates and be like, oh yeah, like like it completely it's completely better. Yeah. Right? It's like okay, like yeah. why aren't you doing this like at home and stuff then? Like yeah. I like I've told you to, I'm like practice this, like like manage like try to manage your load yeah. and like maybe like like sit out of the running drills. Like he wants to do the running drills but he like won't perform a squat for me. Yeah. Right. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And he's like, well he's like he's like my physio told me I can't do I can't I can't squat. It's like really like, but he can uh, run around. But he can run around, yeah, right. Like, and he's doing like sprinting drills and stuff like that. But then you can kind of tell like the drills that he wants to do. He'll like participate in. But then like when it's like say like we're doing like a lateral bound a specific way, he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do this like lateral bound. But then he'll like he'll like if I'm like, all right, we're doing races and like we're doing lateral bounds in the races. He's like the first guy to jump up and do it. Yeah, it's like wow. Like so. That's like a whole other animal of like yeah. yeah like I like how you kind of like incorporated like the mom and and kind of educated her as well It'll yeah be like, okay like this is like what we can do yeah uh, and trying to like manage and try to educate um, I never thought about that from your perspective yeah. dealing with athletes right yeah. yeah like it's that's a whole different animal because mm-hmm. I have to deal with that a little bit but I don't have a lot of super young clientele mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not super young either just mid 20s but he's living at home right so he, he's in contact with his mom regularly yeah so that's where it was and she contacted me so that's where I had the conversation with her and then it was like yeah if I didn't seem worried this is why you shouldn't be either we're gonna be okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine yeah, yeah. but she had she had the same idea too she was like she was like I'm kind of worried that the doctor gave him a cane and drugs I was like yeah me too that's, that's pretty, pretty. Yeah, that's kind of. I yeah, don't know what happened, so I don't want to make any judgment calls yet. I'm going to ask him what the doctor said, but that's that's not going to set him up very well for the future, right? Like Definitely next not. next time he's squatting and he feels something, he's going to be like, I guess I go to my doctor and get a cane, right? And <laughs> it's like, no, no, I no, yeah. don't want that, right? No, and there's okay. that that's necessary at some points, but you're 25 and you just got out of position under a squat and it's super uncomfortable and painful, low back, like that happens. Yeah. That sucks. It sucks. (laughs) And sometimes it can be there for more than two days or more than two weeks. Yeah. But you won't die and you're going to be okay. You know? Exactly. But giving you stuff where it's like, you know, telling you maybe like don't do what you normally do and use this cane until everything's gone is like maybe not the best recommendation. No. Especially when you're 25, right? It's like. Yeah. When you're able to adapt and like recover like quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And then. yeah. Again, like you said, every time like that bout of pain, like something similar might come on, then yeah. like that's what their resources is. Right. Is, is a cane? And yeah. A I guess this is how I manage it. Right. Sit on the yeah. couch and skip work or whatever your thing is. Right. And it's yeah, like exactly. oh, that, you want to get back to regular life stuff if you can as soon as possible. Hundred percent. It's like didn't you have like a personal anecdote with that where you had you were limping or something? Oh and yeah. And you're like, why don't I just stop limping? It's kind of the same with a cane. Like I think a lot of people do that with cane. Like I guess this is like. You know, you, you want to be uh, 
You don't want to make judgment calls when you just see people, strangers, right? Mm-hmm. But you ever see someone walking uh, with a cane that you're like, whoa, they're pretty young with a cane. And they're not even really limping. And then you're like, I wonder if they, how bad they need that right now. Yeah. Like, they could probably get to that car without that. No one and told like, them when to not use that cane. Right. They use it for everything now, right? Where it's and just been it's like, like six months and when a doctor meant he uses for a month. And then no one told them to stop. So they've just been doing it for six months. Yeah. Like little like things you're, not like even, like, oh. you're not even really leaning on this cane. Like, I think yeah. you could probably be fine without it. Like, even mm-hmm. if you did walk with a limp for a week, like, what if maybe you, the next week you wouldn't? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that person, right? But you, yeah. sometimes you see them and you're like, you're like, I wonder what narrative you were given. Yeah. It. You know? Like, I, I wonder yeah. if it helped you or if it hindered you, you yeah. know? Yeah. I want to I break down what you, this whole story. Yeah. Uh, like, I've, <laughs> I've learned a lot from Sam and I think this is important for Tyler and I and for just any clinician listening. There was pain. Tim went, Okay, cool. Let's. You want to try it again? He asked them, mm-hmm. "Do you want to try it again?" They're like, yeah. "Yeah, right." So Tim didn't go. Oh my God, it's horrible. Stop. He went. You want to try it again? Try it again. Kind of. And then Tim said, "How do you feel?" Didn't ask. How is your back? Like that power suggestion. He didn't like say. He didn't. Wasn't neurotic about the back pain. He was just yeah. like, "How do you feel?" He's like, "I'm oh, not great. Okay, let's move on to the next thing." So he, you kept moving. He, he still went. And then was like, "Oh, that still kind of hurts." Okay, cool. Like, do you want to try something else? And they're like, "Yeah." Right, so rather than, oh my god, we have to stop, that's yeah. terrible. Like, that is pain catastrophizing to the next level. Which is already sure. in most people's heads, I think. Yeah. All, probably everyone's, right? Like, who hurts their back and is like, heh, I'll be all good. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Every person in yeah. this country, if they hurt their back, they freak out. Pain yeah. Including myself. Yeah. Everybody. Because you just yeah. have it in your head where you're like, that pain. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you just have that. There's just a huge cultural idea around it. Yeah, yeah, which is totally you know? fine, right? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like again, like in the end, pain, pain is like a, it's a warning signal. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's yeah. There's pain. a reason it's happening yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There, there is a reason. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like what what can you do differently to yeah. kind of like manage that? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in the end, that's what it is. Like, yeah. There's totally. there's other things, other movements you can complete. Like sure, mm-hmm. like like maybe reduce the load on the squat. Yeah, and then like okay, like let's like think about this while you're squatting, right? Yeah. So it's like guiding the mind somewhere else yeah. and, and getting them to focus on something that may be, be a little bit more productive or something like that totally. right yeah or like getting them just on like the rower or yeah. doing core exercises whatever yeah. whatever your strategy is right yeah. but yeah I, I like the the questioning right like not focusing on the back pain yeah uh, you're just kind of asking like how do you feel right do you, do you want to move on right so it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of putting them uh like Putting them in control, you know. Yeah. So like, 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 yeah, like, yeah, like, like yeah. empowering, yeah, that that individual. And I'm yeah. totally, right. and I'm right. trying to stay in between that that trainer who's uh, the no pain, no gain idea, yeah. where it's like <laughs> I don't want to be there. Yeah. And then where it's like don't be that whole don't be a pussy idea. Like I don't want to be. I'm not giving them that narrative at all to anybody. Yeah. And then, but I also don't want to freak out and be like, you're uncomfortable. Okay, stop. Like, I don't want that either. There's somewhere in between where it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm, you're constantly trying to like find that in between. I think that's like yeah, for sure. perfect for that person. Yeah, I was going to say, so, and you could adjust it to the person. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, and I know right. right now, like some of my clients who've been with me for a couple of years, I know how to handle if one of them gets a tweak, which is normal, right? When yeah. they get, when that happens, how to handle it and be like, what should we do here? Like Brando's a good example. Yeah. Right. He's had a few ones where it's like. You're off today, eh? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then we just change something up or whatever. Yeah. And then we leave. I try and switch it in a way that he can still train but and train effectively, but also not, uh, I don't know, not not just be like, oh, you're off? Cool. Let's just sit it out. 
It's yeah, like, no, eh, yeah. Like that's probably not a good idea either. Like let's we can still train. You yeah, know? like yeah. things are off. Whatever. Let's just like take a like just finishing the sixty minutes with like similar volumes maybe on whatever lift we we're going to do with a different variation. That's the win today. You know, 100%, like, yeah. sweet. Yeah. I was still able to press something even though my shoulder feels jacked up. What, yeah. do, what yeah. are you going to do? Not train? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're going to train. That's not yeah. happening. Yeah. Care. Yeah. And like I, yeah. That, was, that was one thing. Like when I was working in a box gym, that like really frustrated me because you have like all these different clients mm-hmm. and it's like a little bit harder to like make those like really personal connections, right? Right. And it's like someone's canceling on you like last minute and be like, oh, like this happened. Like I can't come to the gym. It's like, well, like just come to the gym. Like like it's gonna. It's like likely going to help improve yeah. whatever you yeah. got going on in your life it's yeah. going to take your mind off of that yeah obviously like there are some circumstances totally like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Circumstances, i know exactly like, what you're talking about though. right yeah. but it's like yeah. not everyone's going to be at 100 percent every day like i don't feel like like I, I work out like a lot right like mm-hmm. like like movement is like my number one priority in life yeah like, like no matter what like like if i if i've got something planned like i gotta work out like i need to get done like it, it's going to mm-hmm. get done and like, uh, there's some days like I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. like I don't, I don't want to put, I want to put 200 pounds on the bar and squat yeah. it. Like, but yeah. like I'm gonna get it done. Yeah, right. Because like, it, that that's like kind of like something I've been toying with, like motivation versus determination too. Right. Like, so like days you're gonna lack motivation, but it's yeah. like how determined are you to reach specific goals? Yeah. Right. It's like how yeah. goal oriented are you? Like what? Like what's the long term outcome? Yeah. And like why? Like maybe like maybe yeah sure you don't feel 100. percent you're not going to squat 200 pounds, but all right, like let's squat. Let's put some sort of stimulus on, Dude, on your when, body. Here's the thing too. When was the last time you felt hundred percent when you trained? I felt pretty good. Like last Monday. Did you? Yeah. You can remember. Me too. I can remember yeah. the day too. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. like I had three days rest. <laughs> Yeah, like three days rest. Like I was at cottage and okay. like, like definitely like a little bit of partying and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, couple waters. But yeah, a couple double waters for the But like I, I slept great all weekend, which was pretty awesome. And then yeah. Monday morning, like I was like I met up with a buddy and like we crushed yeah. like a shoulders and arm workout. Yeah, nice. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. like we we worked out for like almost two hours and like yeah. I felt oh, amazing yeah. after. I was like, wow, yeah. man! Like I've been pressed that much weight like yeah. over my head like yeah. a long time. Like I feel yeah. amazing. Yeah, but yeah. carb loading from all the beers. Shoulders and arms. You got to. Do hamstrings and calves? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You have to do shoulders and arms. No, like, yeah, you can't yeah. do like, oh, I just do like a bunch of calf you're so pumped up. Like, nah, I was boring. I just stood on my toes for an hour. I was boring. <laughs> yeah. uh, you seem like you, you yeah. challenge yourself because you uh, you gave us a topic that you want to talk about, like yeah. challenging yourself and specifically kind of challenge yourself in your 20s and how to recover, like when you can essentially recover quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of change? Like what kind of, what? happened to it that you that you're so motivated and driven now like what kind of what do you mean by challenging yourself in your 20s well uh like i've definitely always been someone that like does everything like to the extreme uh like kind of like like load management in terms of, like my lifestyle like has always been <laughs> something that's a little bit difficult like i, I definitely over schedule myself a that's lot a good load management in terms of my life <laughs> that's so good. like i i do have a really hard time saying no to, to things right and like right. i i like to be adaptable and i like to go with the flow but like if there's something happening like i like i really try to want to be there right that's, what, that's how that's what how i i screen people for our first guest to try to find someone who couldn't say no yeah you seem so into it yeah he's at home being like do i have to go do i have to go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what advice do you have for people I mean, uh, I'm sure you regret this already. This is a terrible conversation. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're like, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. But what is your advice for people? Like, how do you want people to challenge themselves? And 
Yeah, like it's 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 all about like like challenge yourself like to the most extreme, right? Like like whatever you're capable of, try to always do just a little bit more. Nice. Like like that, that's the way I kind of always approach it. And I'm someone who's like, I, well, I believe that being goal or goal oriented is like super important. Right. So it's like having certain goals in mind of what, whatever you want to accomplish, whether it's in business, like socially, uh, like economically, like whatever it is, as long as you have those goals and it's taking just like small steps towards that. Right. So like knocking down dominoes. Uh, so like, say you have like this big domino of like, like I want to have X amount of money. Right. It's like, all right, like what are the steps that you can do to do that? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's all about like putting yourself out there and getting comfortable outside your comfort zone. Nice. Which is like my biggest thing. Like, like I've had a ton of different challenges, like in sports and like overcoming a lot of different types of injuries. Right. So it's all about, all right, like what can I do like a little bit more to come back from that? Like for like, like with my shoulder dislocations, just for example, right. Like I'll say, I'll go to like a fitness class and someone's like, Oh, you can't like put your head over arm over your head a little bit more. It's like, buddy, like you don't even know what I've been through. Like, <laughs> yeah. able to get yeah. up into this range of motion yeah. right now. Like it's like, yeah. it's like a miracle. Like I've, yeah, yeah. I've been told so many times, like I need to go have surgery yeah. and they're like, Oh, let's schedule in for MRI. Let's schedule in for MRI. Yeah. It's like, well, I did have surgery. The surgery like had a really high success rate. Like they say it has a really high success rate. Didn't work for me. I like, but I have the knowledge now and like, I've pushed myself to like understand like, all right, like I, like th- this is what like I need to do, right? Yeah. To 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 accomplish this, and it, a big part of it's like self self education, right? Yeah. Like Tim, obviously, like the stuff that you, like the, that you're putting out there in terms of like your knowledge base, like the resources are available to you mm-hmm. to accomplish like whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like same with you, Tyler. Like changing the way like you practice as an RMT, like 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 those those like yeah like. Like it's a, it's available to you out there and you are able to accomplish it. So like, I just think like when you're young, like see what you are capable of, like push yourself to the limits. Like I don't, like, I don't have a family yet. Like I don't have like any, any like relationships that like I need to be yeah. obligated to. Yeah. So it's like, all right, like what can I do socially? Like, like what can I do? Um, like in terms of like my career, like, like, like just filling up my schedule with stuff that's going to help me reach my goal. Yeah. And that's something that I do need to get better at is kind of like looking at, okay, like I have like this event on a Friday night, but I could also be working. Yeah. Right. Like I could do like maybe like stay in and like work on like a project that I want to complete or like yeah. do like programming or, yeah. or like what, whatever it is. Yeah. I like got, and it's just like, like focusing that time and like really see what you're capable of. Are you, um, are you, or have you been a part of like an accountability group? Of some sort? Accountability group. Uh, I've never done, like, an accountability group, but I've done, like, lifestyle coaching. Okay. So, like, uh, someone, like, like just chatting with someone bi-weekly. Oh, yeah. And, nice. and like, so yeah. we'll be like, all right, like, what's going on in your life now? And be like, okay, like, what can we do to fix these issues? Yeah. Right? So, it's like, like, like and we'll, we'll talk From about From a peer perspective? Like, you and a friend did that? It was, uh, uh, like, it was someone I hired. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were coaching like a, you. Yeah, they were yeah, coaching okay. me. So like, they, yeah. like they have training and coaching. They were pretty sure they were psychologists previously. And who then was it? Can you say? Uh, his name is Dan Barber. Okay. Uh, he's, he's from Up and Barry. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and it was just like a time where I was like kind of going through a lot of different things. I wasn't yeah. really sure like what direction I wanted to go in terms of career. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like even like socially and stuff. Yeah. And it's like all right, like well, what are like the small steps we can do? Yeah. To, like try to figure that out. Like yeah. thinking about like your why statement. Yeah. Which like, I think is like an underrated thing that I think a lot of people should definitely do. Right. Yeah. It's like, figure out like, what's your why? Like, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Right. And like, like put a purpose to everything that you're doing. Yeah. There's a lesson to be learned in almost 
everything you complete it, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to say, because my original question was like, I think I phrased it in like in your 20s. Yeah. But it's important to realize like, it's not just in your 20s. You can kind of do it at any time. You were at, uh, like pointing to the fact that you don't have all these like Per, like obligations that will outweigh what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when you have a family and a and job and a house and all these yeah. things, is it going to be a little bit harder? Sure. Yeah. It's going to be a bit harder, but it doesn't, shouldn't stop you. For sure. Uh, and I think being goal oriented is, it couldn't be more important. I write about it all the time and I'm sure I've talked about it before mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm be goal oriented. If you're a therapist, be like make that person be goal oriented. So that person wants to decrease their pain or increase this range of motion. Work on that. Make sure that they have this goal in mind and make sure it like, make sure your goal for them meets their goal for them. hundred percent. Don't right? tell them what you want them to do. Yeah. Right. They want to accomplish something and it kind of brings full circle to like your athlete talk of what do they want to accomplish and, and how can I help them? Yeah. Right? So I right. think it's very important to go forward. And I think it's, it's great that you've learned all this stuff in your own life that you're applying to people now. That you're you're applying to people now, but you you are going to in the future when you have like a lot of patients, right? When you're a, when you're a kinesiologist, you essentially have like a fewer, yeah. right? When you're a chiropractor, you're probably gonna have a lot of patients, right? 100%. So you're just gonna see so much, and you're gonna have so many people to to train. It's gonna be awesome. Exactly right. It's yeah, sweet. it's like essentially like how how can you guide this person, right? Yeah. To, to like be more goal oriented and accomplish like what they want to accomplish in, in their life. And, uh, but yeah, that, that, and that's like another key point is not allowing your goals to like be influencing someone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because cause that's definitely something I've noticed like as a personal trainer, it's like, well, I want you to be doing this. Yeah. It's like, like, this is what I think is best for you. It's like, well, yeah. is that Yeah. because like if they, if they don't like that and they don't like the direction it's going, then yeah. you got to completely change what you're doing. Right. And yeah. which plays into a whole bunch of like adherence and like, all, yeah. <laughs> all those different things, right? Like yeah. all those fun topics that we love yeah. to yeah. love to talk about and like how we can improve yeah. and uh, just make things overall more effective, right? I think Tim and I beat that to the ground last podcast when we were talking about like adherence and what yeah, is their yeah. goal. Like don't impl- imp- like don't yeah. imply something that they don't want. Mm-hmm. Don't push you know, push this something on them. You need to ask them what they want. I think that's really important. Hundred percent, right? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I move that way so much more in my in my like uh just client management in general it's like what do you want to do you know like say yeah. someone wants they want to have bigger legs and someone with a barbell bias might be like oh well you should squat but yeah. hate squatting yeah you know what exactly. i mean then yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah you're not gonna have fun with this yeah, you should probably yeah. do something else you yeah. know like and you For can sure. do anything else yeah, yeah. you know there's about 7400 different leg exercises you could do yeah it's all about but, using the tools that you're like that are exposable to you yeah. and, and whatever that client, like in terms of like their own programming yeah. is going to, going to adhere to. Right. And well, and I had, I even had, um, one of my remote clients, he, I started him off with a pretty general strength program, full body four days a week or three days a week. I forget which one we started off with. And, uh, he liked it and he was like, cool. Loving this, getting back into it. Accountability was a big thing. So he wanted to get in the gym and just go get it done. Uh, so like volume wasn't anything crazy, just pushed himself a few reps left in the tank, a couple top sets, like nothing crazy, but one go and like get, get kind of the, the groove going, right. Get the habit built, the momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point he's like, he's like, I, these are, these workouts are like too much mentally for me. Like I'm rushed and I just can't. And I understood that because I, I've had that. So I had to change, I had to reconfigure 
my workouts mm-hmm. in the same way. Um, so it was somewhat similar. So I totally understood and was like, okay. So then I, I switched it up to, um, uh, like I just basically pulled out all of his last exercises. It was like, yeah, I guess like doing three or four exercises a day would be ideal. Right. I guess. But it was like, what's the goal? Ideal for what? Because ideal for him, less was actually better. Yeah. So it was like two sessions, two workouts or two movements a day. So he went in mentally being like, oh. To do list is small. I can get this done in forty five minutes if I want. And then days yeah. where he felt good, he just add more cardio because he'll enjoy cardio. Yeah. Or Sweet. go in some arm work, have some fun. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. But he had two main lifts that he had to get done. Like if you stay uh, like scheduled with your rest times, you yeah. get that done in thirty minutes or less. You know. For sure. And then he he didn't feel rushed. Like oh my goodness, I have three to do, and then I have to get this done. And like oh, I haven't done cardio in two weeks. Like yeah. You know, like that messes with you. And he's already super busy, so. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. And it was like, yeah, I, I, I guess in theory I made a program that was less optimal from a purely theoretical perspective, but it was like, what's the actual goal with this client? The goal is to get him in the gym. So it's like, okay, so we have to make, we have to reduce the load here. Like the total training load. It was too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that was like a good example where it's like, oh, we'll just do less, dude. And then I've had that with other clients before too, like similar stuff. And then they're usually surprised. Right, because they're like, "You're my trainer. I'm supposed to. You're supposed to encourage me to do more." But it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> less is more. Yeah, sometimes less is more. <laughs> it's all contextual, you know. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, good example though, right? Where it's just like, yeah, maybe you should just do less, man. Yeah, yeah, and like that's like, okay. That's perfect, yeah. right? Like I remember yeah. even like when I was an undergrad, like uh, and it doesn't mean you don't build on yeah. it, right? Like yeah, we're yeah. building from there. Yeah, we're not sure. staying there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, right. And it's yeah. like, yes, yeah, so just stick to like the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Like literally, all I did in undergrad was squat and deadlift. Right, because like I didn't want to spend that much time in the gym. Yeah. For yeah. Whatever, whatever reason it yeah. was, right? Like, yeah, there were yeah. periods where I would spend more time in the yeah. gym and, like, yeah. do other things. Yeah. But, like, I know there was periods of time where, like, I would just load up as much weight on, as I could on the squat yeah. and do five by five. Sure. Yeah. Right? Like, and, yeah. and just kind of run with that and yeah. progressively overload that and, yeah. and see, see what I was capable of, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and it, it all depends, like, what other people got going on in their life. It's like, yeah, yeah I have this, it, right? have this goal and, like, yeah. like, I'm hiring you to help guide me to that. Yeah. And it's like, right, like, like you recognize, like, let's make this simpler. Yeah. And I'm sure... There. Well, and that's the thing, like, right? I could have made, I could have made the dopest program for this guy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been like, this is the best program I've ever made. <laughs> and, uh, it doesn't matter if you can't get in the gym, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they, like, if you look, can't do it. They look at that list of six exercises, like, yeah. oh, that's what I have to and do And I'm today. fired up about it as the coach. It's like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. has to be fired up about it and be like, woo. Yeah, you know, like, if it doesn't get him in the doors, then it's... Not a good program. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. That's good. You're going to see with patients all the time, kind of going off that, where some patients, when I was out of school, I was all, I was the same thing as you. Athlete my whole life, uh, all about like the Remax and the rehab and stuff and doing this exercise to try to make yourself feel better and be better and push your limitations and stuff. So I would tell all of my patients, here's these 10 things I want you to do. Yeah, 10 things, here's, yeah. Here's this stretch, here's this strengthening, here's the, here's these three exercises, here's yeah. this yeah, movement change, or here's this whatever. And you could see the look on their face of glaze over it, which I didn't recognize at the time. Yeah. Now I, you can tell a person, like for you, you know, I might look at you and go, pretty intense guy, he's used to working out a lot, clearly pain doesn't stop him. Uh, here's four things or whatever, right? Yeah. Some people don't want to do, they're just like overwhelmed with life. So I tell them like little tiny lifestyle changes first. So can I get you to do something you enjoy a little bit more of? Like tell you that you're not guilty for in liking Netflix and a bottle and a glass of wine at the end of the night. Yeah. 
go for it, right? That's going to make your pain, yeah. your perceived painless. And then you can work from there. So you can kind of get someone to do more, like Tim was saying, with his client. Like, if it's overwhelming for him, get him to get it to go down, and then maybe you can work on it from there. Yeah. Uh, and then some people are just really intense where you can give them 10 things, and they'll do all 10. For sure. And they'll crush it. 100%, yeah. Doesn't mean that the person doing 10 things is better than the person doing that one thing. That's not even, let's say it's not physical, going back to my ex, uh, example of, having a glass of wine and Netflix yeah. could actually do more than that. Those 10 things I'm giving to the other person. For sure. Yeah. So, that's what they enjoy and that's what yeah. they prioritize. And yeah, yeah uh, that's so. like, the, that's the power to them, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it's super useful tool to have. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of goes to show that you, you know, with a, you know, patient buy-in and going with Tim's example of the person actually cared and listened to him. Mm-hmm. When you, when you say like, you know, telling a person that doesn't go to the gym at all to do like a few exercises, what are the chances of them doing it? You don't, it's like you don't know them, right? Or can you go, okay, you don't you don't do a lot of that. Or they are in the gym, and you can just kind of make a little bit of tweak in the gym because you know their life, right? Sure. You kind of, you've, you've asked them enough questions, and you've, you've listened to them, and they go, wow, you really, like, tailored this to me. Really individualized repo- approach. There you go. Nice. Crazy, right? Beautiful. Sounds so hard. Yeah, and, like, I, I know, like, talking to, like, some upper years, like, that are, like, in Cairo, it's, like, on average, uh, like, a patient's going to remember three things. Right. From, from like, your... 30 minute interaction or even it's like an hour interaction. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have probably three key takeaways. They have three key key takeaways. So like, what are you emphasizing and how are you emphasizing it? Is like probably the most integral of like how you kind of want to create that individualized program or like approach for like how you're going to help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's again, like, yeah, catering towards like, like that person who wants to go home and watch Netflix, like glass of wine. If that's like what's helping them relax and then do that. Right. Yeah. Like, like, or at like, the very least, don't recommend they take it out. Exactly. Right. right? Be like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe but, it's worth keeping in right now. Yeah. But maybe before you pop that bottle of wine, like let's, let's get you doing something like a little bit physically active that might even help even further. Yeah. Right. So yeah, totally. Like, right. Like, yeah, that's, that's, a good point, that's a trigger to it's get, like a, it's like a treat for a walk. It's yeah. It's 10 minute walk. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's stimulus. Like go yeah. for that walk. And it's like, yeah. And then you earn, then you earn that then you earn that wine in Netflix. Exactly. That's actually I've, I'm learning more. I'm learning. <laughs> that's actually a way better idea. Almost essentially, to be like, oh, use that as an incentive. Maybe in the second treatment, for say, exactly. You can be like, oh, now that you did that, to make you feel better. And they're like, yeah, they're like, okay, cool. Go for five minute. Try five minute walk before. Do you or sorry, whatever activity they enjoy. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Do, do you, you know like, what? Do you like walking? Do you like swimming? Then do one of you know whatever you like for five minutes. Yeah. You like push ups? Push ups, five minutes, whatever. Part of the conversation, though, the flip side is uh, it makes sense where there's a lot of types, the types of individuals who you have to uh, make things slower, right? Gradually introduce information and changes, Mm -hmm. behavioral changes, just like here's a tiny one, start that. That's kind of what we're kind of implying here, right? It's like, but I've actually made the mistake, particularly with uh, uh, clients who I help them with their nutrition, is giving them slow, gradual changes and it not working. Yeah. And then them going, I need it all, which is like, goes against a lot of things that I've been taught and then be like, okay. And then I throw the kitchen sink at them and they succeed. Yeah. Super interesting. Right? Like they're the all or nothing type of client. Usually, yeah. For where sure. they're super extreme. And they're yeah. like, I've literally had them come up to me and be like, I can't do this long-term sustainable bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, give me it now. And, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And then they're, I laugh, and then I'm like, all right, I got to change the approach here. And yeah. they're like, I want to make some extreme 
gangster changes. Yeah. I'm like, cool, okay. You're gonna you're gonna go hungry, you're gonna fast during breakfast, you're gonna Ooh. only eat chicken breast and veggies and fruit. And they're like, love it. And, it, <laughs> and guess what? Yeah. All of a sudden, they're like fired up. They're excited when they leave now as opposed to like daunted. When a lot of people you told them that they freak out and they will never follow through with that. Meanwhile, yeah. these types of people, you tell them that and they're like, finally, I'm excited to lose some weight. Right? It's like what turns them on is totally different. Yeah, for it's sure. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's being yeah. able to recognize that. Right? I love it. Yeah. 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 But it's, yeah. Cool. And then you're it's like, like, okay, I got to, I got to change the approach for you. Yeah. And they're finally like the buy-in's actually there. Yeah, for sure. They're actually yeah. motivated now. They yeah. wake up and they're like, all right, I got some extreme goals to hit here. Yeah. Right? yeah they, don't, is, they don't want to yeah. be like, he just told me to like track my protein. Yeah, track track, yeah. track a protein for a week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And like, for a lot of people, that's a great yeah. that's a great recommendation. Yeah, and then yeah. there's other people where it's like it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, for to, sure. You have to actually like throw some stuff at them. That's that is extreme. Yeah. Where it could be potentially dangerous for someone else. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the individualization like is so far across the spectrum. Like for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, cool. it's, it's having the skill set to be able yeah. to work with both types. Now of I'm way better. Definitely a lot better. I. I like recognizing that. I've definitely had where you're like constantly trying to fit like a square peg into a round hole and you're like, what's <laughs> not working here? Right? Yeah. And then you realize like, it's just the wrong approach for this person. Yeah. You need to change what you're doing here. Like totally change. It's not like, you know, not making one change here. It's like you're, the, the type of approach you're taking does not fit with them. For sure. Right? Like they're not motivated to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that will work for a certain type of people or yeah. a certain, certain type of person. Right. And like, yeah. once, like say like, it might like right away, like even if they're not like adhering to it right away, like you're like, all right, you have to intermittent fast, like, like every day, right? Like skip yeah. breakfast. Sure. But then it's like, okay, well you did it five of five of seven days. Like yeah. that, that's really good. Totally. Like, that's like super effective. Yeah. Right. So. Well, and that's where like, I feel that's where I ask all the time. I'm constantly, uh, uh, when I, uh, not just when I introduce new behavioral changes to nutrition clients, but also regular checking in is like, how do you feel about these things that we've implemented? Like, how do you feel about them just mm-hmm. in general? Right. And then just let them tell me what they think about them. Right. And if they're like, Oh, I love it. I'm like, cool. So that gives me an idea that we're probably on the right track. But if they're like, not really a fan, I'm like, Oh, we got to change this then. If you're not a fan, then you're not going to do it. And it's not, you're not going to succeed. So I got to change it, right? So it's yeah. like seeing how much of a fan they are of the change, you know? Yeah, for sure. There, there, there's a phrase like that I'm trying to recall, and it's something along the lines of like, like when you're when you're talking to someone, especially like specifically for nutrition, mm-hmm. and it's like, what like what are you willing to do, mm-hmm. but what are you actually able to do? Yeah, and then it's like, what won't you do? So it's okay, like, yeah. like it's, oh, cool. it's, yeah. it's, it's trying to identify like those three characteristics. It's like, yeah. so you're willing to do this, yeah. but like, are you actually able to like follow through on it? It's like maybe not right now. Right. Like like, yeah. like you say you're willing to do it right now. Right. But like do you have the skill set to do that? Yeah. And it's like you might not have it now, but like yeah. two weeks down the line, like you, you might be able totally. to accomplish yeah. that task. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what are you absolutely like not against? And maybe like or like we have not a, able. Well, yeah, yeah, not able to do, right? Yeah. Like like you you're you're not gonna do that. Yeah. And like sometimes people don't know that and they have yeah. to like try it out. Yeah. To, to yeah, figure yeah, out totally. that, that they aren't able to do it. Totally, right? yeah, yeah. That's right? a good point too. Where it's like, yeah, I think I'm just gonna cut out all alcohol. 
And they're like, ooh, that was tough. Yeah, right? Like, it's like, okay, well, maybe we should, like, throw in a couple drinking days for you. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, couple, maybe couple doing, yeah, yeah, maybe zero isn't a good idea for you. And then other people, 100% abstinence is, like, the best idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's finding that, that even medium, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely struggle with that. It's trying to, yeah. try, trying to figure that out. It's that load management yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your lifetime RPE. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, right? So, so what I'm hearing from a chiropractic student is that learn... Figure out someone's personality over adjustments. That's all I'm hearing right now. Yeah, there you go. Figure out the personality. And try to funnel beers at RPE 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, double waters as you put. Just yeah. funnel waters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do everything to the do everything RPE 10 if it's cool. Funneling beers. Super cool. That's RPE 10. Yeah. As hard as you can. That's essentially like chiropractic school. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kinda like what the experience is. Yeah. Like like we're we're up in North York, like not a ton's going on, but we have yeah. each other, right? To like, yeah. keep yeah. each other yeah. entertained. So <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Wow. Uh Ty, anything else, dude? Uh, I don't know, man. Like we covered a lot of great topics. Yeah, we did. It's pretty good. awesome. Good chatting. Like, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Like, that's that's really about it. Continue doing yeah. the great work you guys are doing, and I'm sure we'll do this in the future for do sure. Do you well. right now? Do you put out any uh, content at all? Not really. Um, I wish I did more. Yeah. Uh, I have time now to kind of like think about like what I want to do going forward. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of like creating content, so like being more active on social media. Yeah. Uh, being like. Like, I don't know, like, even, like, writing. Yeah. Uh, and just, just even, like, yeah. even if it's writing for myself, like, just yeah. improving my ability to write for, totally. like, an audience. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, like, I want to get more active. I, I need cool. to want to start, like, producing some sort of content. Yeah. Because, uh, like, like, having that uh, ability to market yourself, mm-hmm. like, like for, like, online, mm-hmm. like, clientele and stuff like that. Like, that and just having like, the presence. Yeah, just having yeah. a presence online. Yeah. Like, I definitely need to do that more. Um, so that, that that's, like, one of the goals that, like, for the next, like, eight weeks or so before I start school again. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's kind of, like, where I'm going to be focusing my own personal energy cool. on how I, I can kind of create that and, like, kind of, like, cultivate yeah. something like that for, like, quality product and stuff right. like that. So. Do you like doing... Do you prefer the written over video stuff, or do you like both, or...? Probably, like, I'm into written. Like, yeah. I, I like reading, yeah. but I'm also, like, a massive fan of audio. Oh, because, okay. like, for yeah. me, like, I can put stuff on, like, speed and a half or, like, two times the speed. Oh, you do that? Yeah. You're, I, you're I, one of those wow. savages, yeah, eh? I definitely do that. Because, like, yeah. like, even for school, like, it's so nice to, like, just put everything Yeah, that makes sense. You just need to get the info in. Yeah. Just, like, just like crush content. Like, yeah. you familiarize yourself with right. it. You review the notes. And then, like, you're like, okay. Like, right. I, like, right. I, I understand it. Like, I've, I've A three-hour podcast is an hour, an hour and a half. Or, it, it, yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. And, like, I, I do like to listen to, like, dumb sports podcasts. But it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, the less time I spend on those, the better. Right. Right? And you don't beat yourself up is now 20 minutes and yes, it's like yeah. a, and, and I can do that like on, on like walking to and from school right? yeah yeah, like, yeah, like which yeah. is sweet right yeah. so I'm a huge fan of audio yeah. uh, I'm sure Me like too. things are probably going to trend a little bit that way right mm-hmm. um, just because like like there's so much out there right and yeah. even for me like I have a hard time sitting down watching like a five minute YouTube video right. I know like I'm in an extreme circumstance because like yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, for me like yeah audio's audio's way to go wow. cool. so challenge everybody is to put this on two times Put this on two times the speed and yeah. see if you can just crush this. Yeah, yeah. See yeah. if you can kind of comprehend yeah. what we're talking about. I definitely, we'll, we'll I sound like chipmunks, but it'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, I'm like trying to like remind myself to like talk a little bit slower because I'm like, I know I'm going to be listening to this on speed and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. hilarious. Yeah. I think in the first couple of episodes, we were talking really fast and I got a few people being like, First of all, you said, um, like 10 times or whatever, Yeah. but it was also s- slow down. It's all good. We yeah. can't really understand what you're saying. Yeah. So sure. I get that. That makes sense. I can't, I put my podcast on 1.2 the other day 
And I was like, how do people do this? It, I can't it do felt, it. I was like overwhelmed. Yeah. It was so fast. I'm like, yep. there was also four people talking in the podcast. And I was yeah, like, that would I don't be know, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. it was only when one person is talking, you can focus on what one person is saying. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually like best. Or if it's like just an interview, like interview mm-hmm. style, like 1.5 times the speed is the best. And it's right. like how, like, like the topic as well, right? Like if it's something like, like rehab sports related or something like that, like, like in terms of like the performance world. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm probably going to dial it back and listen to like a, a one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, I, cause I really want to retain that. And then it's a little bit easier too, to rewind mm-hmm. and go back and be like, okay, like this yeah. and this. What can I take away from that? Totally. Cool. Is there any place that you're working that you can plug that people can come? Like for the summer, is there any? Uh, Like I'm I'm heading out west, so I'm going out to like Twist uh, to kind of hang out with them when they run their hockey camps. Is that where you were working when you were out there? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when I was out uh, out in Vancouver. So I'm I'm heading out there. I'm going to be hanging out there for like the next six weeks or so. Nice. Uh, This summer, uh, I'm hoping to like line up some different stuff for like the fall. Um, for like, cause like when I'm in Toronto, right. So to kind of like establish myself a little bit more. So again, that kind of comes into get, getting some content ready and stuff like that, whether it is coming up with my own business yeah. or whether it's just kind of like piggybacking on another gym. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like stuff that I've been toying with for the past yeah. like eight months. Ready. When I first yeah, year yeah. of school, right. To yeah. try to figure out, okay, like what can I handle like yeah. while I'm in school and then kind of go from there. Yeah. So writing a blog post for Moto Strength Health Club website, because we've been slacking to that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we commission you to write a blog post. Yeah. yeah for I sure, think that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, that's, that was, that was a good podcast, man. Yeah, for sure. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, for the future, plug your Insta anyway, because you may be, yeah, more content. Yeah. Like. yeah, for sure. So right now it's a uh, TD Moro. 93 uh so that's just i i definitely need to switch that and kind of gear that towards <laughs> more of like like where i want to go for coaching and stuff like that but that's where you can kind of reach me uh yeah that's probably it for now like like i'm, I'm relatively active on instagram yeah uh it's like the main method of communication these days right like definitely yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's like how you keep in touch with people and kind of still have a, a sense that you're like still involved in someone's life <laughs> yeah, even though yeah. you haven't talked to them in yeah, two years yeah. it's like hey, they like my photo they're alive yeah yeah, yeah. all right so yeah so yeah so td cool. moro 93 um might be changing coming up in, in the near future something like that but uh that's where they'll you be able to find now. you through here too we'll put it in the show notes and stuff i guess yeah, right? like, yeah, yeah open the show notes description too. yeah, yeah. Sure. cool if you need five seminars it's in the show notes as well anyone that wants to follow us on instagram or contact us our website's also there and Please rate and review wherever you're getting this. It'd be awesome. Help us grow a little bit. And I'm sure Tyler will be back, especially when he's an actual chiropractor. So yeah. I'm just going to be cool. Be <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next See one. See you later.